Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix, I'm your host JJ Hodges, and this pa- pro- excuse me, good gracious. All right, <laughs> I've only had a couple sips of this beer. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Go to batman-on-film.com uh, for all the latest, greatest uh, Batmaniest news. Unfortunately, there's not much news these days because of the dang strikes. Um, but hey, when the news is back up, I should still go to the site. They still got cool stuff on there. Forget everything I said. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, um, today uh, we are talking um, one of the uh, an underrated gem from the New 52. Um, the first volume of Superman Wonder Woman called Power Couple which uh, I didn't realize had a double meaning <laughs> in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here with me again, it's Brian, uh, our resident uh, Batman uh, animated series reunion guy, who is, uh, yes. uh, we're talking Superman. Uh, and, you know, why are we talking Superman? We should be talking Batman. Well, there's a little bit of Batman in this, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah, Bat- uh, Batman, Batman the relationship expert. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um let's uh let's let's dive right into it here brian um so we were talking a little bit off mic um what what did you what did you think of the concept of superman and wonder woman being a couple so at first being the purist i am um i was not a fan i you know as a kid of the 80s uh richard donner's movie of course was uh was held and still holds a special place in my heart Sure. And so I was used to Lo- Lois and Clark. And then I, speaking of Lois and Clark, I absolutely loved and adored as a teenager, um, a young teenager, the, the, the uh, you know, Terry Hatcher and Dean Cain. And mm-hmm. so when I started uh, reading the new 52, which I loved the majority of the new 52, like Batman. And I thought the concept was, was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually kind of miss, miss that age, but I digress. So once once uh, once the Justice League story, you know, hinted at them being together, and then yeah. actually, I think it showed them being together. One of the issues they were up uh, by the movie. It, it was I, uh, twelve, yeah, issue 12, twelve. Yeah, thank you. So I was I was really not feeling it, but um, you know, having read this for the first time to come on here with you, JJ, and have the privilege to talk to you again, I mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was fun, and Tony, like we had talked about off my Tony Daniels art, was a pleasure to uh, to behold. I I'll never forget uh, the my first exposure to Tony Daniel was uh, when uh, was Jeff Johns's Teen Titans back in like the late two thousands, um, maybe even early twenty. Well, no, it had to have been late two thousand, mid two thousand. You worked on that, okay? I yeah. do. I, I have the Omnibus, and I've yet to read it, though it's on my like. It's in my pile of shame, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, so, no, I've, I've got like seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I only knew him as 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 we mentioned uh, from the from the Morrison book, but go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, no, uh, I remember, so this was even back in like the, the Wizard Magazine days, because um, I remember, you know, before there were all these like comic book sites and everything, you know, that's that's kind of how you got your news was through mm-hmm. Wizard Magazine, and, and they were the ones that I think broke the story that he was going to be joining Grant Morrison for Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think after either after Andy Kubert or one of one of the other famous artists, like J.H. Williams or whoever, mm-hmm. um, you know, he had. A, I mean, Grant Morrison. They had a <laughs> rotating stable of artists, uh, pretty mm-hmm. amazing guys on on mm-hmm. his books or, or on their books, excuse me. And uh, and when I read that, I was like, I'll, I'll never forget. I was just like in my living room reading it, and I said out loud. Tony Daniels gonna be on Batman and just so excited. Um, and then I've kind of followed his work since. And I've and I've I've had the pleasure to meet him a couple of times at different Comic Cons, uh, like well, pretty much New York Comic Con. Uh, he's always a nice guy, uh, willing to sign books and talk uh, talk Batman or whatever. Um, and uh, and so. I remember when this book was announced, they had the Justice League story where they like Superman and Wonder Woman were kind of bonding and then they kissed. And then DC was like, we're going to do a Superman Wonder Woman book. And I remember thinking, you know what? Like, that sounds kind of cool. I can I can I think I can get behind that because, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm a purist as well. I mean, not as, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not like devout or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, um, but I was still excited thinking, well, that would be really, it's like, but you know, I'm sure we'll get back to Lois, but this will be a fun quote unquote experiment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and just for whatever reason, I never picked up the book. I I knew kind of what was going on in it. They had like the the Superman doomed story. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember that where like he became Doomsday or something? Yeah. Uh, I I read that that was god awful, <laughs> so I never read that. Um, I think I have a digital copy that I got for like four bucks or something. Um, but um, yeah, and uh, I just kind of never got around to it. But I always saw the covers because it was. Charles Soule and Tony Daniel for a while. And then I believe it was Peter Tomasi and Doug Monkey for a while. Uh, and I think they're the ones that ended the book. So it's mm-hmm. like, here's, here's a handful of some of my favorite creators and I'm just ignoring and my favorite characters. I'm just ignoring this book, you know, uh, who knows why? Um, just one of those things, I suppose. Uh, but, you know, doing this uh, calendar experiment I've been doing this year, uh, the month of August as Superman and Wonder Woman. And I thought, you know what? To heck with it. I'm going to I'm going to read the first chapter of this. And I got to say, uh, there, there was a little bit of a pacing issue. But for the most part, I really enjoyed it. I was like, this is actually kind of a cool story. Um, yeah. And, and you know, kind of like you said, there's there's part there's a lot of the new 52 I miss. I, I don't miss superman's costume because <laughs> i Neither, yeah, yeah i i always hated that um but i but this aspect of the character the the superman um you, you know kind of a little bit more of a rough and tumble superman i kind of dug and especially the way like he talks to apollo where apollo's yes. like you know i just i just i love that clark is very like kind of polite about it he's like listen you know like i can i can take whatever you dish out but if you if you talk to Diana like that again, I'm going to hit you and it's going to hurt. And, and then, you know, Apollo's like, Oh, what are you going to do? And then Clark just, you know, bitch slaps him across the, <laughs> across the room, you know? Um, and, uh, and it's just like, it's moments like that where I'm like, see, this is when people say Superman's boring. I just, I just like roll my eyes and go, you're yeah. just, you don't, you're not reading comics, you know, yes. you're not, you're not watching the movies. You just, think he is because the internet it's, told you he was right, right, right. right. twitter said or x said now <laughs> right <No. Ugh. laughs> um <laughs> i refuse to call it that it's still twitter to me uh <laughs> but uh so what what uh so going into the story so we so it's kind of interesting that we both kind of went in blind yes. um um did, I, I didn't realize that this was the, the first introduction of Zod in the New 52. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I was surprised because I swore I, I had read the first volume and the first volume or two of the um, deluxe editions of Suicide Squad where Zod's like the main baddie and they break in to re- release him. And right, I, right. So my mind went there and I'm like, oh, was it this or was it that? But apparently it was this as his first appearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think uh, what was great about it was that it, it was kind of a subversion of expectations that, you know, first we think it's going to be Doomsday. Yes. And then when it's uh, and then, of course, obviously Doomsday plays a big part, you know, in uh, later stories. Um, but uh, I liked that when Zod showed up, it was very much just he was kind of, you know, just like, hey, like. I'm sorry I attacked. I don't really know what's going on. I'm, you know, I'm just here to try and, you know, let's start from the beginning. I was, I was really um, digging the uh, Diana versus Doomsday fight. Yes. Yes. You know, and it like, uh, it shows how he just like, he takes it to her, you know, and she's breaks her arm and, She's basically like in awe of this monster, you know, and it, when she first sees him, I'm looking at the page now and he's got the, the soldiers torn in half. Yeah. You know, and, and she looks at him like, whoa. And mm-hmm. she's she's jumping at him. But I love like the little intimate like shadow pieces also of her. And yes. Superman. Like yes. it's telling this this love, like subtle love story in the background while she's like jumping at him 
whack, you know, slicing him with the sword. Then he just kind of backhands her. She's spitting out the blood. And then this this page on 25 with her face. Uh, yes. Man, yes. it's that rough, dude, where she's got a mouthful of blood and she's holding his, his hand. You know, I, I love that. I love that. And then, you know, like I said, she's laying there and she's got the bum arm. You know, he broke it. And he could have killed her because her arms are broken. You yeah. Know? And then, you know, that's when Superman comes in and that's when Doomsday just disappeared. So I thought, I like, those first few pages, like, completely engrossed me. I was like, wow. It's, uh, you know, clearly, you know, I, I, I think at least there must have been some inspiration for when, for, like, Batman v Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when, and, you know, and it's, it's a good bit in that movie, too, when Doomsday smacks Wonder Woman and she has this kind of, like, like that's one of the dude, that's one of the best parts of like any superhero movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and I think that's such an interesting thing about Wonder Woman as a character is that you know, as you know, she's uh you know, you know, you know, I mentioned you're being like a Batman animated reunion guy. Mm-hmm. When I think of Wonder Woman, I think of like I always kind of dug the idea of Batman and Wonder Woman getting together because of like the Justice League cartoon. That um, never registered with me until that cartoon. And I was like, wow. That, okay. I Like, I was hook, line, and sinker. I was in it. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, exactly the same. Um, and I like that it, it – what, what works about that is I think that Bruce thinks like her in the sense that I can – they can both appreciate uh, when an enemy is powerful or when an enemy is well-trained or anything, you know, like uh, – because, you know – how many times does does Bruce say to people like, "Don't underestimate Rachel Ghoul or Talia or even the Joker or whatever"? You know, mm-hmm. it's like he, and and I think Diana is very much the same way. Um, but I but I really love the the contrast that they talk about with how she sort of raised her whole life to embrace her gifts, embrace her power. You know, very very like pro-feminism energy right and and clark was sort of told to no hide your powers like you know blend in you know and i think and she says in there pardon me she says in there she's like i was raised a warrior you were raised on a farm and that made me think of man of steel yes yeah where were you raised on a farm (laughs) yeah yeah um no yeah but it's a good point too because it it kind of it it makes sense because uh it's like an aspect of the, both of their characters I never really thought about before, but it's true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, she, you know, and especially the way the new 52 handled it, where she just is kind of marching down the streets of Washington, DC, you know, and re- yeah. refuses to meet with the president. And it's yeah. just, you know, ice cream is delicious. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Whereas Clark was always just like, uh, you know, like wearing oversized shirts and just trying to, you know, not hurt, not really interact much, not hurt anybody. Um, so in a lot of ways, it makes sense to put them together. Uh, but it also, uh, but in reading this, I'm like, you know, I really like them together. But it's also like, and not just because of the lowest of it, the, the back of my mind that you and I, you know, were thinking of, but it's also just a little bit like, yeah, but this isn't going to last. I mean, I, and I think that the the way it's written feels that way. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It just it's sort of like seeing like a couple of friends you know get together and you're like, Yeah, I can see where they're a good pair, but I mean it's not gonna go anywhere. They're not gonna get married or anything. You know, does that make any sense? Sure, sure. No, I, I got that hint. I got that feeling rather reading the story. Hmm. I mean, obviously being able to look at it now, what, twelve years ago, um, right. moving on thirteen. But yeah, the, in here you never get the. It's never too mushy, in it. Yeah, yeah. Because that would have completely turned me off. I'd have been like, "Oh man," I would have just you know swiped through the pages on Hoopla <laughs> of their uh, you know their their puppy talk. But it was actually right. very good. It was well done. It wasn't overly mushy. It wasn't like "I love you," you know, forever. It was basically just two super powerful people talking about the things they had in common. And mm-hmm. you know, being in these uh, these hardcore battles with various villains, and um, yeah, there wasn't it wasn't anything that that turned me off. So um, I I agree, and and I also love you know jumping ahead you know towards the end of the story when you know it's it's a very Han and Leia moment, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. like I love you, of course you do, and yes. and it, it also makes perfect sense that that Clark would be the first one to say it. Uh, yeah, that, you're right. You're right. 
True. True. Because because she she is kind of a warrior first. <laughs> um, so I think it it makes sense for her to um, to just kind of kind of accept that, and she probably feels the same way, but she's like not quite ready to say it you know like she's always on the defensive right or, or ready to be on the offensive when he's kind of always for the most part passive unless he has to be aggressive right like like with apollo earlier in the story um and, well, she, and he, she's she's a warrior from a warrior island and he's a human or racist yeah. so their mentalities are at two different ends and he's like sure. i love you and she's like, well, you know, I'm I'm a warrior, and love is love could be viewed as a weakness, you know. Sure. So sure. I, I can, it, it made sense as you're saying. So. Uh, and Charles Soule, I think I, he's a really great writer, but I think I don't think he gets a, a lot of the credit he deserves because he's done some great stuff in both DC and Marvel, you know. Yes, I picked up his um, his Daredevil run. Mm -hmm. And I mean, whereas, you know, Bendis, obviously Miller's runs were like uh, super hyped. And even to a degree, Mark Wade's, people seem to sleep on Charles, Charles Soule. And, yeah. uh, you know, he came on, he's the most recent writer before Z Zdarsky, you know, and right. even Zdarsky's run has been like, oh my God. But no, everybody's kind of like, yeah, Charles Soule on Daredevil. Okay. Yeah. So he's a good writer. I thought, and again, you mentioned it. I, th I thought he did a fantastic job writing this story. I read uh, his, uh, some of his Red Lanterns run and Swamp Thing run. Um, okay. Because I think he kind of, he, he kind of cut his teeth on the new 52 a little bit. Um, and, and I always liked what he was doing. You know, he, he always had a good grasp of character and, um, and, I, you know, and I, one thing that surprised me about this was seeing the, um, uh, the, the Justice League of America characters. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that yeah. New 52 book. I mean, talk about a, a forgotten book. You yes. know, it's like yes. Martian Man, Martian Manhunter shows up and Vibe Fine. and Hawk, Hawkman. Yeah. Um, and I was like, because, you know, it has like the green, uh, like, you know, monologue box, like, you know. Mm -hmm like tart like threat acquired or whatever and i was like i was like who's talking and when it was when it was jean i was like oh awesome and yes. and tony daniel draws a a damn good uh <laughs> martian manhunter you know mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it and i i just recently um in the past like four months i read the first two volumes of new 52 justice league mm -hmm. and that their whole arc is included in the first uh volume I believe yeah. it's the first line. You know, like you're sitting there and I'm reading the new 52 Justice League, which to me is the best Justice League run I've ever personally read. And so okay. I'm reading on, and then all of a sudden, boom, it jumps into the Justice League of America and like that that whole undercover secret thing they were doing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, where they quote unquote killed Catwoman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that was that was huge. So it was nice to see them transcended into this book as well. Like DC really did try to push it with them. You know, have them become adapted into yeah. well, the regular dresses. And I, I think, uh, you know, and I, I said this in another episode. It was, it was interesting when Jeff Johns. I was at a panel that he was a part of when they were first promoting the, the JLA book, and and he said, you know, we're we're gonna introduce Martian Manhunter as the most dangerous hero in the DC universe, and the crowd just went wild. Mm -hmm. And I turned to my sister who was with me and I was like, okay, like I never would have thought that about John, but that's cool that I was like, maybe I was thinking of him incorrectly because everybody's all about it. Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it was, yes. uh, so that was uh, uh, an interesting development. And, but I, it was one that I really dug because I, I don't know, I being a big Batman fan, of course, I, I, I kind of dig the, as much as I love like Spider-Man, of course, and Superman, um, I, 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 there's something about like the darker heroes, the ones that are, uh, you know, have some, have some brooding to them, have some torture to them, have some drama to them that, you know, it's just, just a tad bit more interesting where I lean in a little bit more and go, oh, you have trauma. Please go on. <laughs> yes. Please tell me more. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, 
speaking of Superman and Wonder Woman, I really enjoyed the uh, animated movies that DC made. Yes. You know, like they did Justice League War. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, what was it? The War of Atlantis that, or Throne of Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That was good. I enjoyed that one. Yep, and yep. then I thought I thought the death of Superman, you know, uh, that was well done. The, oh, yeah. in, in the reign of the Superman. And, you know, Diana is the last one to fight Doomsday before Clark does. Yes. And she's just yes. like beaten and, you know, and Rosario Dawson does such a great job voicing her. And she's like, Clark, you know, don't hold back or he'll kill you. And she's like all bloodied and like scratched up and whatnot. Yeah. My mind went went there when I was reading this story too, to, to the uh to the death and return of Superman. You know, I'm I'm glad you said that because I, I did think the same thing. Uh just that she she was not gonna quit. Like she was going to die fighting him, just mm -hmm. like in this book, she was gonna um she was you know, and what obviously there must have been some inspiration because you know Peter Tomasi wrote that movie. Yeah. Um so I there so clearly he was on the same page that uh, Sule was and going like, yeah, you know, like Wonder Woman would absolutely give her life to, to stop this thing because that's, mm -hmm. that's who she is. And, and Rosario Dawson, I mean, talk about, you know, I, I'd like, as of this recording it hasn't come out yet, but I'm so excited for the Ahsoka show. Um, Me too. Like it, Me too. It, she's, she's just a, a powerhouse of an actor. And, and can kind of do anything. Like, you know, mm -hmm. the first thing I ever saw her in was the Josie and the Pussycats movie from like 2001 or two. <laughs> wow, I didn't watch that one. I remember her, um, the one that she really left the mark on me was the Daredevil show. I thought she was awesome as Nightmare. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, especially when they're, on their, when they're on their roof and she's basically completely against Matt's ways. Yeah. And then the guy, uh, the guy that he's tor trying to torture is starting to talk the Russian because they had kidnapped the kid, yeah. And then he said something like real vile, and then she's like, "All right, no, you do. You take your uh, the the knife or whatever he had and put it right here on his eye. He'll mm -hmm. talk, you know." And then he's like, "Oh, like that." That's when she <laughs> bought. Her. She was awesome as a knife. Yep. Um, that on on that tangent for a second, the the Daredevil show that that uh, that episode specifically yeah. when. Um, uh, when that show first came out and I was watching it and, and he, and she has this line, I, I forget the exact line, but she says something like, you know, and it, it looks like you can take, you can take a beating without complaining at all. And he mm -hmm. just chuckles and goes, well, that's, that's the Catholicism. And, yeah. 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 And yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I lost, I lost it. I paused it. And at the time I was in a church group and I texted all my friends in the church group and I said, y'all got to watch Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I was like, that was that was like a, you know I was like that 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 line spoke to me you know as, as, a, as a Catholic boy growing up um but um but yeah you know but but you, you know getting back uh, to to the uh, to the story um I th this the great thing about it was very much highlighting just how powerful both of these characters are and and I think what Sule did really well was they talk a lot about how powerful Wonder Woman is and how powerful Superman is. And of course, how powerful Zod and Fiora are. But they also showcase it. It's not just talk. It is like when, you know, Wonder Woman goes head to head with Fiora, she does hold her own. She can kick her ass, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I was like, really just like excited about that because, you know, because a lot of times these these books are either all tell and no show, or they can be just too much, too much action, right? Um, and but seeing that these characters get get along the way they do, and and you know have this kind of weird relationship where they, they even kind of note that it's a little strange, right? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, the you know the, the main issue I had was that. There was a bit of a pacing issue where like there, there's like the Zod is trying to rescue Feora from the Phantom Zone. And then the book kind of stops and there's this random chapter in the middle where their relationship is outed. And yeah. Yeah. and I was like, I was like, why is this here and not somewhere else? And maybe it was just you know an editorial thing, I don't know, but um it was uh it was really strange, but it also brought to mind 
the the montage scene from uh, Batman v Superman where the whole world is talking about like you know, and I've said this a million times on the show how much I love that scene. That you know, what what are the merits of Superman? Like, is he is he conqueror? Is he just a helper? What is he doing here? And then I loved seeing this where it was like, well, this is how it starts. You know, they're going to breed and they're going to take over the world. It's like, oh, no, I think they're a cute couple. And, you know, it's like, you know, well, who cares? We got other things to worry about, blah, blah, blah. I love stuff like that because it does add uh, like a, a reality to the book. You know what I mean? Like it just it, it felt it, it felt like, oh, this is what people would be saying. You know, Twitter would be exploding right now, you know? <laughs> And you see the reaction of, uh, you know, even the Justice League. They're like, what? When they, yeah. when they get noted. And I love how Clark has to go back to, you know, his uh, his reporter self. Because it's actually it actually came out on his and uh, Cat Grant's uh, blog. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, how they were able to incorporate the reporter part of that. It was like Soul was so into them as the as the quote as the actual power couple the superheroes but it's like oh gotta harken back to uh to the reporter thing so there was yeah you're right i there were a couple of times where the thing jumped from i was expecting a follow-up to what i just saw and i swiped the page and then it's something else yeah yeah but it wasn't anything that you know ruined ruined the story for me or just a little curveball here or there so no, it, uh, no, I agree. It, it didn't ruin anything. It, it, it just, uh, it just was kind of a weird, like, you know, hold on, we gotta, we have to do this real quick, kind of a chapter. Mm -hmm. Which I, I can't think of another example, but I know I've read books like that before, where I'm like, wait, what the hell's going on here? You know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like, like a Stranger Things season two with the, the sister episode. It's like, it's like, all right, come on, like, we can, let's move on from this one. <laughs> right. uh, but, uh, but I also like how. Because at the beginning of the story, you know, she was kind of all for like telling people and like letting it out. And he was he was not really for that. He was very much like, well, th this this is our thing. Let's just let it be our thing. But then when it does get when it does come out, she's actually really angry about it. And he's mm -hmm. just sort of like, OK, well, you know what? It's out there. It's out there. Like, what, what are we going to do? Um, but but like you said, I, I, I love how you put it, that he does kind of put the report, re reporter hat back on. And he's like, well, you know, okay, we got to figure out why somebody wanted us to know this. Like, but, but why us? Why not the Daily Planet? Why not so and so? And and I love that Cat Grant was just like, who cares? You know, yeah. like it's we, you know, because that speaks to her nature as as a gossip columnist, who's just like, doesn't matter, you know, who like who did it? Like we we know, and that's all that well, matters. Well, what about I thought the panel where uh, you know. Even Batman, Batman, uh, you know, throws three uh, three batarangs that uh, hit the wires on you know the, the Midtown TV announcing it to where yeah, yeah. that goes out like, and then he swoops away. I thought that was that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, bat, even Batman, uh, he was silencing the uh, the gossip in Midtown. I yeah, that uh, it's it's stuff like that that it feels like. There's something about like when Batman gets a funny moment, you yeah, know, like that. Uh, that's it, it feels on brand, and I love when writers can find ways to do that. But also, like I, I, uh, I love you know he's not in the book very much, but you know when he's talking to Clark, like when Clark gets like accidentally supercharged by Apollo, mm -hmm. and he's trying to like kind of hide, and he's like, I need to burn this energy off so I don't hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. And he's on the moon, yeah. <laughs> the dark side of the moon, which is a totally normal thing for people. <laughs> sure. um, but I love that uh, that Batman straight up says to him, he's like, "You don't really know how your powers work." He's like, "Doesn't that bother you?" And uh, and Clark's like, "Not really." And he's like, "Well, it should it bothers me." <laughs> you know, it's like, and and I'm just like, "No, I'm with I'm with Batman on this one. You you should really figure this stuff out, man." <laughs> I liked. Um... I liked uh, when toward, you know, probably, I don't know, like in the third third chapter or something where Wonder Woman, out of the blue, when they're together, she's like, uh, Bruce, uh, it's time. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, wait a minute. Batman is is babysitting the just with the Justice League, babysitting the Earth so they can have time together. Like, that was yeah. like, I was like, okay. I didn't think that would be Bruce, but already, you know, yeah. that was kind of off for me at least yeah because it, it 
it, it seemed a little like, well, why would he? You know, maybe it should have been it should have been Flash or or Green Lantern or something, or even or even uh, yeah, like if somehow she even got in touch with Martian Manhunter. Sure, and, sure, yeah. Uh, you know, him and the Justice League of America looked out. I don't know. Right. It was just, it was just kind of weird to me. Not bad, just weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's uh, I I did like that. I did like that. Uh, we we got a lot of other characters that I really wasn't expecting in this. You know, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, Martian Manhunter. I wasn't expecting Batman even to make an appearance. Um, as much what, as he does too. Yeah. 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 Uh, He's kind what, of like Superman's thing... confidant. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, one of the more, I don't, I don't know if I want to say underrated, but kind of uh, aspects of the new 52 is, um, is the Wonder Woman series that Brian Azzarello and Cliff Shang uh, were doing, which was just awesome. And and I loved their really weird-looking takes on the gods. Um, and I'm glad that they kept that in this. They had Strife and Apollo and Hephaestus. And I was just like, I like that they all... Apollo was weird. He was like purple with like purple cornrows or something. I was yeah. like, okay, I guess. I, yeah. That's how, that's how he looks in, in wonder woman. Number one, he's a big part of like the first arc there. Uh, it's been a while since I read it. Uh, but I, I always loved that look and I, and they kind of justify it here because they said like, he's, he's got the power of the sun, but he, um, uh, but he lives in the shadows. So it makes sense that he kind of looks that way that it looks because like his eyes are kind of like, you know, bright like the sun, but he's a very dark uh, looking, uh, looking character, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. So it sort of, it sort of makes sense there. Um, at least to me. <laughs> I have the, the new 52 Wonder Woman. I, to my shame, I've heard so much good about it, but again, it's in my pile of shame. I have the two <laughs> absolute editions yeah. and I, I actually pulled them out, but I just haven't touched them to where I ended up putting them back eventually. And then all my other books that came in, I've been trying to catch up on on that. But that's something I am looking forward to reading. That. Um, yeah i I've read the first I've read the first two volumes. Uh, I, ha I have well, now I have DC Universe Infinite, so I have mm. I have it all. But <laughs> I did like back. I think when the the first Wonder Woman movie came out, there was like a, a digital sale, and I bought all the volumes because um, I was like, well, I I want to catch up and read. And I read most of it. I, again, like we talk about, like piles of shame, right? You know, it's mm -hmm. like I my digital collection is even worse, <laughs> you know? Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's one of those, yeah, I'll get to it eventually kind of things. Uh, but I don't know. So, but I also get into these weird moods where I'm like, I'm like, I know I need to read this because I'm doing a podcast on it, but like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in a Superman kind of mood. I want to read something. Sure. Batman, <laughs> you know? Sure. Like, no, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same exact way. The same exact way. And really, no matter what you and I tell the uh, your loyal listeners, I really encourage everyone who hears this go read the story. It's it's yeah. really cool. And and even uh, when Superman and um, Diana fight Zod and Feora, it's awesome. It's an awesome few pages of action. You know, it, it's it's awesome. So. It it's it's exactly what I was saying. Where like they. You know, because the the story is called Power Couple, and mm -hmm. obviously it refers to both Zod and Feyora and you know Clark and Diana. And I like that we get we get to kind of see the the contrast in them. Like Zod and Feyora have kind of a there's some contempt for each other there. You know, they mm -hmm. don't they they like kind of barely get along, despite the fact that Zod was like desperate to get her out of the Phantom Zone. Mm -hmm. um, and and I kind of liked that because it did remind me a lot of like the um Taryn Stamp version. Oh yeah. You know, just kind of a little bit above it all, but also, you know, uh still loyal to his uh to his subjects, so to speak. Um uh it, but also kind of like uh you know like uh have you ever like in Smallville the Callum Blue version, he was a little like he was kind of like that too where he was very um you know, like I, you know, I'm the authority figure here, but when he would kind of turn away, you could see like some insecurity with him. Um, so I always liked his, uh, his portrayal of the character. Um, and then of course, like Fiora, it's, 
she looks freaking uh, just like, uh, gosh, what's her name that plays yeah, her? The yeah, I, yeah, in the, yeah. Her, uh, it's not an easy name. It's not an easy name. No, it isn't. I'm going to look it up. I, I, I am so sorry. I'm going to butcher it, but I'll look it up anyway. Um, uh, Anche Trow, uh, A-N-T-J-E is her first name. Um, so I'm certain I said that wrong, and I apologize. <laughs> she deserves better than that. Uh, and but, she certainly deserved better in the Flash movie. They, they went through the trouble to bring her back, and she didn't even have a line. She wasn't big. even menacing. It was just like, oh, right, that's the girl from uh, Man of Steel. It, it was a, a glorified cameo, just, just to yeah. have a, a, a fight between her and Supergirl, I guess, which I was like, well, it's more interesting her fighting Zod anyway, but because yeah. he's the one with all the whatever uh i i'm very i'm very much a mixed bag on that movie on monday you could ask me if i love the flash and i'll tell you yes on tuesday you could ask me again and i'd say it's okay yeah <laughs> yeah when i the first time i saw it i was like huh i really wanted more of the first act like i would have yes gratefully gladly taken a flash batman and wonder woman movie that would be yes. awesome yep right? And then all of a sudden, I'm like hyped on that. I'm like, wow, that's so awesome. And then next thing you know, it's just Ezra Miller. It's an Ezra Miller movie. Yeah. There's two Ezra Millers. <laughs> and then a little bit of Michael Keaton. And then a Supergirl. And it was just like, it was like you start out with a fastball and they just all of a sudden threw a knuckleball that just took forever to reach home plate. <laughs> and I'm the same way. I can say, yeah, it was a good movie. It was fun. Or it's like, nah, that movie kind of stuck. Like they, they missed the mark. So it, it, I'm the same as you, JJ. It's like one day good, one day bad. So, well, it's I think my my biggest complaint is that you know because the original ending was supposed to be Keaton and Supergirl at the courthouse with Flash. Yeah, I remember seeing and, that on Twitter. Yeah, right, right, and and then they and then they changed it because of the James Gunn new DCU coming and everything. But but my argument to that is like you're still technically leaving this movie on a cliffhanger because technically he's still in the wrong universe. So <laughs> I, I was so disappointed by the ending and it's supposed to, my friend who I saw it with my, who does, uh, you know, she has dead comics on YouTube with me, Scott, we saw the movie mm -hmm. together and he thought it was funny because he got the joke like, Oh, it's George Clooney. He was the worst Batman, but I was actually deeply and still am deeply offended. I'm like, <laughs> come on man really like that's that's your payoff like you like james kind of completely outsmarted himself to me he thought it was mm -hmm. going to be a ha-ha moment but just like barry said he's like who are you you know yeah it was just <laughs> it, it completely it's it just left a sour a sour taste in my mouth personally you know i take my i take my dc geek them like super serious so and then I, that after credits scene was completely stupid so yeah it it was it was not worth sitting around for, which I was I was kind not of at all by. not at all. I was like, what is the point of this? I don't get it. I really I mean, did it, not get it. it. It that could have come earlier in the film before he traveled through time and might have been funny. Like even if like he had just like dumped Arthur in Bruce's car, and Bruce is like, don't worry, I'll get him home or something. You know, that would you okay? I would have take that's perfect. I would have taken that. I would have gladly taken that. Yes, yeah. that would have been much better. Yes. Well, we digress. Well, yeah, well, they're not uh, they're not hiring us for it. <laughs> no, but, no. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, we I'm sure we could. You know, I have a whole episode talking about it with my my good buddy Nico, and uh, and we and we were kind of kind of on the same page. Uh, That's I'm my sorry? good buddy too. That's my good oh, yeah. buddy too. Oh yeah, everybody everybody loves Nico. So. Everybody loves Nico. <laughs> um, but yeah, this. Uh, but yeah, going back to the story, um, mm -hmm. I. I liked that we get we get to see the characters in their own environments, right? You know, we get to see Wonder Woman with uh, uh, Hesia is her name, right? Uh, her her mm -hmm. sister. Um, yes. We we get to see her, and she gets to kind of vent to her about her frustrations with the relationship. And mm -hmm. and what I what I really liked about it was that this this never felt to me like a like a soap opera. It never felt mm -hmm. like a Clark won't say he loves me, he, you know, or all he wants is to shower me with gifts and that's not what I want or any, it, none of that. It's very much, it was her kind of struggling with how do we do this? Like, how do I, 
approach it, you know, and there was an emotional reality to that, that, that really set it apart for me that made me like how they were doing that side of the story because it, you know, so she's talking to her sister and, and he's talking and Clark's talking to Bruce and it just, it, to me, it, it, it just worked so much better than if they had just been like, I don't know, like in a, will they, won't they type of yeah. situation. Yeah. Like it was like, no, they're in a relationship, but they're also kind of recognizing that should be, be in a relationship. Is this going to work? And then by the end of it, they're both like, okay, we're going to make this work. It's going to be okay. You know? Mm -hmm. And it felt like a good payoff to the end there. And, and I did like Clark's inner monologue towards the end where he's just like, I said, I love you. Why did I say that? You know, it was just like, I was like, Oh my God. We've all, we've all been there and said it. And maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe we should have waited or not said it at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also been times where it's been said to me and I have said it back and then went, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. So, um, and again, like I said, the, the Han and Leia moment, the I love you. Like, of course you do. Like, just that that made me laugh because, uh, you know, that but that calls back to the, the first arc of Justice League, right? When mm -hmm. he's, he first sees Wonder Woman, he goes, oh, you're strong. And she goes, I know. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's already like the, the seeds being planted there. Like, oh, OK, there's a little bit of a flirtation here. Um, and I like that she at this point, she's kind of dropped the the weird blue collar thing <laughs> that she had. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th yeah well, I think that was only in promotional material. Now I think about it. Uh, but I, I've always loved Wonder Woman's costume in the, the new 52. I thought she looked super awesome. And I'm glad that the, the movies did that. Like uh, you were talking earlier about the flash movie. I thought that her costume kind of looked like that from this series um, in her brief, excuse me, brief cameo in, in the flash. And I was like, and, you know, I, I saw some people kind of crapping on it online and I was like, no, I loved it. Like, I, I like that. I, I don't care for the her having the muted colors in you know, the same way. I don't I don't really care for Superman having muted colors. Um, you know, I, I like the Man of Steel look, but I also just think it should just be just a smidge brighter like it was yeah. at the end of Black Adam. You know, it's like mm -hmm. it was like, you know it's like, damn it, we almost had it, but then nobody went to go see the movie, so it's gone now. But you know what, though, dude? Like, in retrospect, Black Adam is a big hit compared to The Flash and Shazam. <laughs> no! What like, the hell world are we living in? <laughs> right, right. And Black Adam didn't even release in China, you know? Oh, no, no, that's like, right. And, you know, maybe that's another, like, 150 million. You know, that's maybe six, five, six hundred million. The Flash, what? I don't even know if The Flash cleared like 200 million. I don't think it did. And Shazam, I think, did not. I think it only made like 100 and something million. Complete. It, they, well, they had a, well, they they also had a, a much smaller budget uh, for Shazam. I, I read that it was only like 100 million versus like Flash is like 250 million or something. Yeah, or upwards. Or upwards. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, well, if you're going to bring Michael Keaton back, he's going to ask for a payday and. And let's face it, like he kind of deserved it because <laughs> um, he had to put up with Ezra Miller <laughs> for six months. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm slightly kidding. I mean, not really because fuck Ezra Miller. But <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, this uh, I there. You know, one thing I wanted to mention real quick um, was that there was just a oh so brief moment with Lex Luthor that kind of came out of nowhere. And, 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 you know, I'm sure if I keep reading the next like couple of arcs that there's a, there'll be a payoff to it, but I felt it was a little strange, uh, but at the same time, I, I, I kind of liked it because I liked that he was like, you know, I knew this might happen, even though it should, even though I didn't plan for it to happen, it is happening. Now, what am I going to do? And I kind of laughed a little bit, but then also, I smile to myself thinking like, I'm, this is Clancy Brown's voice in my head. I love yes. it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, whereas reading Wonder Woman, I feel like I get like a weird mix of Gal Gadot and Susan Eisenberg in there. I, you know? I only get Susan Eisenberg, even though, like I said, Rosario Dawson killed it in the animated movie. Like Susan oh, yeah, Eisenberg. Yeah. That's what I heard. Like her sensualness, just like that very subtle softness, yeah. but then also that high pitched, like, no one dies today, you know, like, rah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
What, what about uh, which which Superman are you? Are you a Tim Daly okay. or George Newbern? Here we go. <laughs> I am a Tim Daly guy. I'm a Tim Daly guy through and through. But when I read the New Fifty Two, I like my brain almost wants to start going toward George Newbern because okay. you know even in the Justice League cartoon and especially Justice League Unlimited, you know Superman was much more aggressive. Yep, and you know like hard nosed. Whereas, uh, you know, Tim Daly's from the from the animated series was more traditional Superman. So Sure. And then, you know, they did that weird story that that whole Superman, what was it, Superman Reborn? Oh, yeah. We talked about that on the show, yeah. I don't even know what happened, but I'm like, okay, fine. Like, it's all blended together. Good, we got that out of the way. That was very much... Uh, it, it, Peter Tomasi, because we've actually it hasn't. I don't think I, I haven't released it yet. At least I don't think I have. Let me look real quick so I don't put my foot in my mouth, uh, which I'm very, very good at doing. Um, no, I haven't released it yet. So I, I have talked about that uh, with a friend of the show, uh, Ricky Church from Flick, Flickering Myth, um, and our kind of consensus was it was kind of a cool story, but it was also just you can really only do that in comics, and even then, yeah. it's it's still a little bit like. Okay, but it's like all right, fine, whatever. This is what you're doing, sure. You know, you're better, you're better off having a few glasses of wine or a few shots of uh, your favorite gin or scotch, and then read that. It'll it'll help because it's just yeah. way too much. It's like there's their essence, like you know their essence, mm-hmm. you know, like Clark and and Lois essence, and then they blend together with the with the rebirth one and this and that and Mister Mix. Mix, mixy pedalic and yeah, so on and so forth. Yeah, it's a mind melt. Uh, which, by the way, the from my money, the best mixes pedalic that we've had. Uh, okay, well, I mean, obviously, Gilbert Godfrey, yes, yes, God, God yes. rest his soul. But, um, in, in live action, I loved that it was Thomas Lennon from like Reno 911. He played him in an episode of Supergirl. I was like, where the hell has this been the whole time? <laughs> like, I, what a great, what a great cast! Uh, yeah, I didn't see that one. Mine is just Gilbert Godfrey from from the animated series. Oh, I mean, and even I, I like that the animated series also incorporated like the old school, like, yeah. like uh, uh, I don't know, it must have been the '60s or '70s look where the um, it, it, it that felt very uh, like a Bruce Tim thing to do. Like, well, let's let's pick a design that people haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so when I think it makes it makes and then I see him in like the orange jumpsuit, I'm like, it doesn't look right to me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's still an okay look for the character. But uh, I'm like, nah, like give, give me the little purple suit, and it's Gilbert Godfrey screaming, you know, my cock, you know, yeah. um, like the the joke he had about the 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 Jewish boy that was drowning in the in the in the ocean and uh and the lifeguard goes out to save him and pulls him to the shore and his you know grandmother looks at him and goes he had a hat (laughs) 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 um oh my god um yeah like i said god rest his soul uh (laughs) but uh yeah this uh, uh well going back to what i was saying about the voices uh for me uh i've always thought of tim daly he always sounds a little bit younger. Um, I, I think he and Newburn are about the same age, but he, he just has a more uh, like a more youthful voice. Whereas Newburn sounds like he's had he's when he, he's Superman, he's an experienced Superman. I Whereas feel like Bailey's is warm, like warmer to me. I can I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I also but I also think that Daly's best performance as Superman was in the. Uh, Justice League Doom animated film. Oh, dude, yeah, I think that's the last one that he was in as Superman too. I think I think you're right. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah. and Newburn, I, I, uh, you know, I, I, another episode that hasn't been released yet because uh, I keep getting sidetracked with all these other things. <laughs> uh, my my personal favorite Superman movie, which is Superman versus the Elite, I think he gives a yes. masterful performance yeah. in that. I, I remember watching that and I and hearing his voice and I was like, oh, cool! They got George Newbern to do this yeah. when I first saw it years ago. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like uh, in in continuity, you know, with like the the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really care for the animation style of that movie, but the story is yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, 
like like Superman and like like and Manchester Black. They just look weird. They look like they're like made of like I don't know like <laughs> shapes. <laughs> Superman's like way too puffy. His face. Yeah, like he just yeah. got stung by a bee or something. Yes, 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 yes. It looks like he got stung by like three bees right underneath his chin. Yeah, and it's like wow. It's like let's you know it's like you know he, it's okay if he just looks like a normal man, like a tall man, but normal. You know, like uh, that was actually something I always really liked about the way they did Henry Cavill and um, um, uh, Ben Affleck in the movie mm-hmm. was that Henry, you know, just looks kind of looks like a, a regular man, like a built man, a tall man. But Ben Affleck was just this behemoth, you know? Yes, he was uh, yeah. R- right. Uh, and, you know, sh- seeing some of the promotional images, it's just like, man, they really went all out to convince audiences that, no, no, Batman, if he wanted to, he could kick the, kick, kick the crap out of Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but again, uh, getting you know, going back to the story, um, I, I think, you know, uh, what we really like about it and and, and there's there's a lot to love about this series and i love the ending too where um they you know they, they go on they kind of go on like a regular date you know mm-hmm. he's like he's like let's do something fun you want to do something fun and she's like i know a place and they go to this club and i love that the the guy there the bouncer or whatever uh is like he's like let me let me tell you a secret here clark you know she doesn't bring people here so you, you must be something special yeah 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 you know and it's it's that kind of stuff where uh, I'm sure you've seen posts like this on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, where it's like there's more than one way to say I love you. Another way to say I love you is like you know let me know you get home okay. Like you know uh, make sure you get a good night's sleep. You know drink plenty of water. You know stuff like that. It's 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 stuff like that. And and I kind and I commented that a friend of mine posted it and I was like I do stuff like that. Like when I'm with my friends and we're you know leaving. I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know, all, all of you, like, and when I have friends over, I'm like, there, I have one rule, which is you got to text me when you get home. You know, I want to yeah. know you get home okay. Um, that's, that's very sweet. That's a very, very real thing. I'd much rather have someone tell me that, especially, you know, obviously talking about a woman. Yeah. I'd much rather have a woman tell me that than tell me she loves me because, you know, obviously actions speak louder than words. So, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And and that in that moment, I think is, is, speaks volumes. And and especially you know, and he kind of says it. He's like, oh, there's there's no one like her. She's like a goddess. And and he says, true words, Floyd. True words. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, and uh, and then you know, and then we of course we get the ominous tease of Doomsday crawling out of the trench like the like the Meg or something. <laughs> um, it, this actually makes me want to uh, read read the uh the series to the end yeah really. like, i agree you know even the part when when uh you know they it's a, they take turns saving saving each other in the various stories mm-hmm. and you know again it's not like over like i'm i'm all for girl power and whatnot but i'm not a fan when like what tom king did with batman and catwoman mm-hmm. where catwoman basically became like the butch you know or this is this is my opinion so let me clear that up with everybody. Okay. <laughs> she basically became like the man of the relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's the one who, she's the reason he beat Bane. As opposed to in this, Wonder Woman and Superman go back and forth saving each other. Like, there's the part after, what is it, in the nuclear reactor, he's, you know, basically fried and she brings him up to the sun. And then she collapses and he's holding her in his arms all bloody yeah. himself. And he walks in and sees uh, what's her name, her 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 sister, who's you know on Earth now, and right. you know he's like, you, you got to help her, and they put the the uh, healing ray on her or the healing crystal. Right. Like I, I really enjoyed it because it wasn't damsel in distress and it wasn't you know man in distress. It was just like two people who care about each other who are almost have equal power, and they they're just taking turns saving each other because they care about each other. Uh, that, you know, it's a good point because I think there can be a tendency, especially with male writers, to try and overcorrect and make the the female characters too, and 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 not and again, it's not a bad thing at all. Um, you know, you know, I have a little girl of my own. I want her to see strong women, but at the same time, it's like I, it's much more interesting when they're they're stronger together, you know, versus them 
you know, he he needs her to move on to to right. be, to uplift because then then it's just like, well, now we have the opposite problem where the, the woman wasn't strong until the man showed up. You know, right. like I don't right. like that either. You know, <laughs> see, my thing is like with Batman, he doesn't need any sort of saving from a woman. He doesn't need Catwoman to beat Bane. Now, if you want to make it to where a woman takes the, uh, you know, a female character takes the lead with like Booster Gold, I buy mm -hmm. that hundred percent because Booster sure. Gold is not an alpha male. He's very much a soy. He, not that he's a soy boy, but he's he's much more <laughs> he's much more goofy and you know needs a strong woman to you know basically direct him and, and help him in his endeavors. Yeah. Or Blue Beetle, this the same way, Ted Cord, you know. But yeah, someone yeah. who's like alpha like Batman or even Superman in his own quiet way, they don't need that. So Yeah, it, and and even the way he kind of uh you know the, the way they kind of talk to each other like when he you know smacks apollo around a little bit he's like before you say anything i know you could have handled that and and i also like that you know he 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 you know they they have kind of an argument where he says you know okay fine i'll say it like i am worried about having to protect you you know mm -hmm. that's just who i am i so these people are from my planet and i'm worried that i'm going to be fighting them while having to protect you and she kind of stops him and goes, you don't have to worry about that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm powerful too. I can handle myself. And, and he just kind of drops it and goes, okay, you're right. Let's do this. And right. it, it's, it's that kind of equality, you know, that it, it makes it that much more interesting. Um, and, and again, you know, it, and hopefully we're not being too terribly controversial that everyone's just taking us at our word here. <laughs> uh, but, but no, but I, you know, but, but I think there's an, there's an argument to be had that it's, it's much more interesting to have these characters um, be, be equals and, and sure. Like, and I totally buy that Superman is going to look at her and go, you know, I, I'm worried that I'm going to have to protect you. And she sure. kind of, and she kind of just rolls her eyes and goes, you don't have to, you know, and, and even like Batman says it at one point, right? Doesn't he? He's, he says something like, "She doesn't need you to protect her." Yeah, it's like, bruh, I'm I'm Wonder Woman. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I was I was made for this. You know, like, literally. Yeah. That's, that's Clark's natural. You know, his natural. That's why we love Superman. You know, is is that warmth of heart and that concern? You know, but it's like, no, you don't need to look out for Wonder Woman. She's she's she was made for this. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and again, Soul, uh, Charles Soul did a great job of straddling that line. I really appreciated that. Uh, I think it, it, you know, it's when you say power couple, it's like, well, it's great because I, 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 I feel that the, you know, it's obviously some sort of like however you want to word, like a double entendre, right? Like yes, they're well a power couple, yes, you know. Awesome. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> power couple in the sense that they're both. Um, like very powerful people, but also yeah. just uh, you know that they they make each other better. But like right. I said, I also like the idea that we do get the vibe that like this, you know, I I, I like them together, but I'm glad it didn't last. And uh, like in the Death of Superman movie, they even talk about it, right? You know, where um, Lois has a conversation with the Wonder Woman, where she's I like, love it. I love it. Yeah, she's yeah. like, how, how do you feel about this? And she's like, oh, you know, we just didn't work, but I think it's going to work with you guys. And um, because I think Lois is the same way, where uh, the the best parts of uh, like, because Lois is sort of the in Superman's eyes the best parts of humanity, whereas like Lex mm -hmm. Luthor's the worst parts of humanity. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. she can. Well, thank you. Uh, she can she can lift him up, and much in the same way he can lift her up, and uh, and I've you know, and Lois is a great character anyway. So, and it's kind of a shame that she doesn't she's not in the story at all. Um, yeah. But maybe it would have been awkward. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but like like Steve Trevor, I, I like that. Like his, uh, it's like jealousy. Thy name is is Steve Trevor, sort of. Bit, yes. where, He's like, I'm not worried about what she's doing. I'm just worried about when they break up. Like, what's Superman gonna do? He's gonna be a he's maybe he'll just turn on us or something. Mm -hmm. And I was mm -hmm. like, I was like, you know, wow, that's a it's a strange way to show your uh your jealousy there. But I I but I also kind of bought it. And I love that Amanda Waller was kind of egging him on a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, that felt very on brand for both of those characters, at least, especially Waller, you know, who's just, she's just a, a bastard to begin with. <laughs> yes, yes. Like uh, that, uh, what was it, in the 2016 uh, Suicide Squad, when uh, Rick Flagg is like, you know, at first I didn't want to believe the stories. And this is after she, like, shot everybody, you know, when mm-hmm. they rescued and she's like, yep. well, you should have, you know, yep. or, or like, yeah, like, well, well you should have, or it, it was, it was really menacing and like, wow, that's gangster, you know? Yeah. No, she's yeah. a, she's a great character. And, and I get that there's a lot of, like with the, the new DCU, like there's, there's some fans that are upset that like, like John Cena is going to stick around and she's going to stick around. And for for my uh, for my money, I'm like, look, if if anybody stayed from the DC from the the Snyderverse to this you know, to the new James Gunn verse, uh, I'm glad it's Viola Davis. Uh, right. You know, uh, a friend of mine put it really well, where he's like, yeah, kind of like Judy Dench stayed from the, the Brosnan yeah. Bonds yeah. to the to the Craig Bonds. Yes, um, and that and that main to- and I bought it hook, line, and sinker. That did not bother me one bit. No, no, same. It's like. Uh, I was surprised by it, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? If we're going to keep anybody, I think she's the one to keep. Um, so we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see what all, where where all that goes. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe we'll even get like a, a Superman, Wonder Woman, something at some point. Um, you know, which maybe maybe the Flash was missing that. The Flash should have had a, uh, a a Superman thing instead of just the the little CGI cameo at the beginning of yeah. the movie. Right? Yeah, he's like uh, dealing with a volcano or something in, re- in right. some country and. They just show him from the back, like a shadowy figure, and the light, you know, the lasers coming out of his eyes. Yeah, we're just like, oh, okay, so y'all just super disrespecting Henry Cavill now, but yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, like, you know, it's I'm not, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist or anything, and I, I totally understand the business decisions moving forward why he's not going to stick around, but he could have been in that movie, like, come on, <laughs> you know, like at least in the beginning with with Gal and and. And uh, and Bruce and you know what like that that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I'm if I if I talk about that, we'll be we'll you'll have to record a whole another episode. I'm just gonna go off because it's just too much. Too I won't much. I won't get you started though. It'll be like please Mo- please don't please like uh, what's it Molly Shannon from Saturday Night Live? I forget the character name, but she was always like, "Don't get me started. Don't even get me started." <laughs> Get me started! Wow, you just took me way back, JJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Brian, this uh, this has been such a blast here, uh, getting to talk about this, and and I and I asked you to do this because I guess I, for whatever reason, I just assumed you'd read it, um, and and then you were just like, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like fun. I'll do it. And yeah. and then like before we record, you like I've never read it, and I was like, oh my god, neither have I. This is gonna be kind of fun, <laughs> dude. When when you asked me this, I was excited. I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I remember um, I wasn't a big fan of that idea. What if I read the story and I don't like it? Then what am I going to talk about? <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I really liked the story, like yeah. uh, surprisingly. And again, as I said uh, a few minutes a few minutes ago, for the listeners, if you haven't read this, give it a read. Give it a read. It's not it's not mushy. It's just about, like JJ said, two powerful people who make each other better, hence power couple. And it's it's really enjoyable. The art's beautiful. The battles are really cool. And mm-hmm. I feel like Charles Soule, he really gets these characters in this universe. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, uh, far too underrated as a writer. His Star Wars stuff has been really good, too. That's what uh, I heard, too. I have not yeah. read that yet, but that's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would definitely recommend his Darth Vader run. Yeah, yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, his Vader thing is like super popular. Yeah, there's there is a there's some there's there's good stuff in there that kind of I'd say explains why I won't spoil it for you. Explains why Vader would uh, kind of have reverence and appreciate Grand Moff Tarkin in mm-hmm. Episode Four the way he does, um, because you know when you see him in the other movies, you're like, why did he ever just like take orders from that guy? But right. Right. Yeah, but Sule kind of took a couple of chapters to say, well, this is why, because they, you know, they're both kind of weird, evil dudes. And, you know, they there was a mutual respect that, that was earned. A mutual uh, evil respect. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
So, Brian, if people are uh, are out there in the uh, interwebs looking for you, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on, um, uh, let's see, JJ refuses to say X. It's Twitter, <laughs> X, X Twitter, whatever you want to say. It's at uh, Brian P. Brewster. It's the BTAS reunion. You can also check me out on YouTube at Sheehan is Dead Comics. We've had some great guests on there from uh, DC Comics. We had Philip Kennedy Johnson not too long ago. We had Brad Anderson, the personal columnist for uh, Jason Fabic, who's my absolute favorite artist of all space and time. Awesome. We're work- We're actually working on getting uh, Dan DiDio on. He and I have been going back and forth uh, via email. So speaking of the new 52, right, I would love to pick his brain about that. But again, it's Sheehan is Dead Comics on YouTube. Check me out. Myself and my partner, Scott, my, my good buddy, Scott, we're like, known each other 20 something years check us out check out our chemistry it's a really good show we really enjoy talking about comics and uh jj as always i'm uh, certainly honored and genuinely privileged to come on here with you sir uh i i'm excited to have you back you know we uh, we always have a good chat here um and you know one of these, you know we'll get you back for a batman episode yeah give me back for i'll tell you one that i that i I uh, am almost finished with. Have you seen Batman Fortress? Have you heard of that story? It just came out I, not long ago. I've heard of it. haven't read it. Yeah. Th- so the art is kind of like, hmm. Da- I think it's Derek Robert- Robertson is the artist's name. It's it's different. Okay. It's very different. Um, but the story itself is really cool. And forgive, I f- forgive me whoever wrote the story. I don't remember their name at the moment. But uh, it's not anyone that I've seen in the comic space but before if at all but the story is really really cool batman okay. fortress check it out um yeah i uh based on your recommendation i definitely will uh and yeah. uh, uh as for me you can find me at four comic junkies on twitter uh x whatever uh <laughs> uh you can find me on instagram and facebook uh, mostly mostly twitter uh you can also follow my other show um the spider-man book club and follow me on twitter mm-hmm. at spider-man books um and Brian, you know, if you're ever interested, have we gotten you on Spider-Man yet? I think we've no, not about- yet. And I tell you what, I actually just got the uh, the Nick Spencer Volume One not long ago, so I heard that was pretty good. Okay, all right, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll chat we'll chat off air about about sure. getting you on for Spider-Man. Sure. Um, and folks, you know, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a blast. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, because it's finally back on Apple Podcasts, it was Woo! not on for a while. It's back working. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. There's like a one-star review where somebody said, I can't listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to go back and listen to past episodes, and it's like uh, there was an error. Something went wrong, and I'm like, it, okay. It, it, I, I fixed it on my end. I don't know what, what the heck took them so long, but uh, mm-hmm. it was it was available on Spotify, so we were still doing well on there at least. Oh, um, cool. Regardless. Uh, it's back on Apple Podcasts. So write a review, subscribe. Um, and uh, we just want to end, end today with uh, – you know, with a, a word of advice, you know, when when you're dealing with uh, an alien from another planet, you know, he he's going to speak the language better than you. So let's not. So maybe don't put him in your own prison where the alien stuff is. Maybe yeah. put him in like a kryptonite prison or something. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not 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 in a glass storage unit for. Yeah. for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Clark's not the uh, not the brightest guy. So maybe uh, maybe Diana was right to dump his ass. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, are you, ready? are you ready, JJ? Let's let's end it on this. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman and Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh.